Hi everyone and welcome to episode 45 of the Impact Code podcast. It is the first episode of 2023 and uh, we're thrilled to have you here as part of our listening community. I'm thrilled to welcome my guest today. Uh, before I introduce or before I welcome her, let me first introduce her to you. Um, her name is Michelle Brown. She's a business sustainability expert who works for a global multinational organization. She's part of the top 100 uh, global inspiring women in mining and is a thought leader on international corporate and sustainability affairs. Uh, so we are thrilled to have Michelet here with us. Uh, Michelet, welcome uh, to the Impact Code podcast for episode 45. How are you doing? I think in your part of the world, it's still morning. So how are you doing? Thank you so much, Tafa. First of all, I just want to say thank you for that introduction. That was really fantastic. And I'm, I'm honored to be part of your show as well. I know it's your 45th episode and you've done really, really well. So I, I just want to say thank you for that. On my side of the world, it is um, 10, 14 in the morning and it is cold. It's five degrees. I mean, actually, that's been warmer than, than it's been in the last week. Um, so I do miss the South African sun. I was in South Africa two weeks ago. Uh, so it's it's yeah it's quite a contrast right now. Yeah, look, it's it's about thirty five degrees here. So. Oh, man. I'm jealous. <laughs> it's quite hot. I wouldn't mind an hour and five degrees at the moment, but yeah. Uh, no, Michelle, thank you. It's great to have you on the show, and maybe just you know to get into getting to know you a little bit better. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself in particular? You know, where did you grow up? Um, you know, people hear that you're in the UK currently, but maybe they may not know where you grew up, as well as, you know, what are your passions? Great. Thank you, Tuffer. So I'm originally from Johannesburg. So that's a beautiful, busy and vibrant city in South Africa. That is honestly and truly where my heart lives. Um, I spent most of my childhood and my adult life in Johannesburg with my family. Um, so I'm really close with my mom and my sister. And before I left, I had a one-year-old niece. I now have a three-month-old nephew. So yeah, that was before deciding to do the big move, moved to London almost five years ago. Um, prior to that, I had never lived anywhere else in the world. Um, so this was indeed a big, scary, but extremely exciting move uh, for me in my career, my life. Um, in terms of my passions, and I have many, many different passions, but it's always been very rooted in sustainable development, um, both environmental and socioeconomic. Um, yeah. I absolutely love being outdoors in nature. So anyone who knows me, any of my friends, my partner, my family members know, I love to be amongst the trees, the birds, the ocean. That is really what nurtures me as a person. Um, yeah. And that's where I am the happiest, right? So it's all, I start with being able to nurture myself. And then that gives me the ability to move into some of my other passions. One of them being, I'm passionate about education. So bringing young girls and boys into STEM careers, uh, being a mentor for those young, young boys and girls who are then growing up to be women and men in society. Um, I'm a massive advocate for diversity and inclusion. So as somebody who has lived experience as being a minority, uh, in my career and throughout my career, I really am passionate about pushing diversity and inclusion and getting more and more people involved in um, those advocacy areas as well. 
Uh, one of the other things is I love media and public relations. Um, so prior okay. to being in the mining industry, um, I was a broadcast television presenter. I loved connecting and getting to know different people and their stories. And I still do that now in my personal life. I just I love to understand the journey. So Tafa, what you're passionate about and what you're doing right now, I completely respect it. And I love what you're doing because I believe in encouraging people to use their voice as well in the way that I've learned how to use mine. Um, so yeah. that's a really, really important aspect in terms of what I'm passionate about. And the list goes on, but I will, I will stop there. Yeah, it's quite an incredible that's list, great. right? Um, and, and thank you for sharing that. I, I, I think, to be honest with you, it's quite a, it's, it's, there's quite a lot of really important things that you're passionate about there. Um, you know that I think are super impactful, and I can't wait to unpack. You know, just a few of them in the episode, and I think everybody's probably wondering, you know, when are we going to talk about this? When are we going to talk about this? But let's let's maybe get to know you a little bit more in terms of your journey. Um, you studied uh, Bachelor of Science in Geography, as I understand. Um, Firstly, tell me what led to that choice. Yeah, well, look, I'm not going to pretend like I've had a very perfect life. I think I remember being in high school and really not knowing towards grade 11 and, and matric what I wanted to do. Um, I was extremely confused and, and, you know, really just thought, goodness, what direction do I go into? I loved geography in school. I absolutely loved it. But I didn't really understand what careers that could lead me to and what access um, that allowed me. So yeah. I remember one day, you know, my mom is a, is a nursing sister and she interacts with different people on a daily basis. And there was somebody that came in from an environmental background in a mining company um, as yeah. one of her clients. And she actually, she knew about my confusion and, and all my mom wants to do, like all our parents, is just really help and guide us. And she took a chance and spoke to this, this client that she was busy working on and... Yeah you know, said, my daughter's really confused and do you offer any sort of, you know, day a day in the life of somebody's career um, or just allowing her to have that, that one day spent in the office and understanding what you do because I think it would make it more tangible for her. And thankfully he agreed, you know, he didn't know us, but he agreed to this. And I, I remember spending one, one day in a mining organization, spending a lot of time with the environmental leads within the organization. And this really started to open up my world at 16, 17 years old, um, understanding what other people do uh, in this field. And it just made it again yeah. a lot more tangible and I would encourage others to, to do that. Um, so I studied an undergraduate degree in Bachelor of in Environmental Science, and then my postgraduate degree was a Bachelor of Science in Human Geography, and that was at Witts uh, University in Johannesburg. Um, so yeah. I proudly, you know, came top in my class by the end of my year. My subjects Amazing. were centered around environmental and socioeconomic sustainability, um, and, you know, at the time, organizations used it as a word but didn't know how to put that into practice. Um, yeah. So I really wanted to be a change agent in, in this area. I think, like I said to you before, Tuffer, I love nature, but I also understand that the only way that we're going to be able to protect that is the willingness to become a change agent in some way or another. Um, so again, yeah. took up a career in this field and genuinely wanted to be part of tangible and practical change 
but understanding yeah. that it is it's complex right we live on this earth we extract from this earth we take we're using metals and minerals um that we need for our day-to-day lives so there's a complex balance that we need to have between being a human being and progressing on this earth but also understanding how we innovate in order to protect um so yeah. that's really what yeah. led me to to where i am today and i love the phrase love you use the change agent right um it's such a powerful powerful phrase because it, it really speaks to you know being you know uncompromising in terms of you know what is right and and really that's being good. willing to 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 pursue that relentlessly um you know without without any any break or, or any um you know willingness to to compromise on anything in that sense I, I i'm i'm curious you know we talked a little bit about your move overseas right um obviously i think that must have taken you know quite a lot of courage to be able to do that um i'm quite yes. curious you know if you can share with me the journey to that decision one and you know what lessons are you able to share uh from that actual move in itself right so that yeah i did i did reflect on that in the beginning and and i remember that move tough like it was yesterday right it was both exciting but still very scary i spent about 26 years of my life living in johannesburg with my family and yeah. suddenly i saw an opportunity to expand my world my perspective learn about a new culture seek new opportunities um and really just to to open up that perspective in the way that i was thinking um and essentially i was climbing out of my cocoon uh, so yeah. i was very comfortable where i was but i knew i had a deep seated desire to say yes to an adventure and i'm still yeah. um that way inclined today i'm i'm quite an adventurous person although many people don't know that um so i um I worked really hard to get the opportunity. I I interviewed with people in London um and I was super prepared and and you know which was which was great. I think there is certainly an element of there's always an element of being completely yourself when entering these situations with new people, but there's also the element of being very prepared um for you know interviews for engagements just making sure that you want to get your your points across. And thankfully Absolutely. after a few conversations with people in London I um managed to somehow impress them uh, thankfully and they they said great you know we love you come over we will we will relocate you here um to start this new this new big scary journey now it was really hard to have to leave my family behind um because I am very close to them uh, but mm. for me it is something where I look back now and I'm so glad that I I've made the decision I've really grown as a person. Yeah. No incredible. I mean I I I can imagine <laughs> even the weather is a, is a big change <laughs> to be oh. used to wearing you know the summer fashion but now 90% of the time winter fashion. Yeah. Um, I must admit I think I think that the uh, the fashion is one thing that feels me about you know moving up north. Yeah. It's better than 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 down here where you know where you in shorts and slops, you know. Um, but up there you have you know, trench coats and boots. It's <laughs> quite. Yeah, I mean, this is like this is like fashion central London, really. It is. It is. Like, it is. Why fashion capitals come from up here? You know. Um, I, I think you're right in that it is a, a very courageous step, um, but one that brings about a lot of growth. And and I think once. 
you know, in life, we must be willing to take those steps that are that are daring, those steps that we don't know, you know, if we're going to reach to the other side. But if we do, you know, we will grow exponentially to a point where, you know, you'll never recognize what you would have been like had you not taken that step. So I think it's a really powerful example that you have given um, in terms of actually being willing to take that step. And I, I you know, often in, in people's careers, we are faced with defining moments, right? Um, you know, we're faced with defining moments in our careers, moments which, you know, if they go one way, your career goes this way, it may not necessarily be up or down, it could actually be left or right, you know, it actually could be my path was defined by this. I'm curious what your defining moments are thus far, and and if you could pick one, you know, what would you say the defining moment has been in your career thus far? Oh, very difficult to pick one tougher, that's that's, that's a tough (laughs) one. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what I'm, I think I want to really build on the the most obvious one which we just spoke about and that was the move to London right um, I always like to quote what one of my friends um, said to me and we were peers at the same time moving in different directions he left South Africa to Canada I left to London and we regrouped maybe six months to a year later and he said to me I can't unsee what I've seen and that such simple words but meant so much to me in terms of that opening up your views and perspectives on life on a different world on a different culture um and and you know if anybody gets the opportunity to do that i think they should take that head on because like you said it really gives you that opportunity to grow um for me i i learned to become resilient in that defining moment so I remember I had very few friends uh, in the first two years that I moved here. And I'm a very social person. I, I love to chat. I love to get to know people. But it was really hard to adapt when, when I got here. And, yeah. you know, I decided to, to spend time on myself. So I spent a lot of time going for coffees by myself. I would walk endlessly because you're able to do that in the city. Um, I'd read in the park. I did, did a lot of things on my own. But... And over time, I began to build my network, right? But I think that time alone was really important. That was one of those defining moments where it was, I'm here in this big city. I don't know anyone. How can I take this on and actually embrace it, like completely embrace it? Um, at the moment, the picture looks very different. I have a massive support system, a uh, fantastic <laughs> personal and professional support system. But that took a lot of time. And I think quite a few people would have given up. All right. One of the things about any career or any lifestyle is feeling like you're part of a system, feeling a sense of belonging. Um, and so had those two years gone by and I felt defeated by that, uh, I probably would have packed up and gone home, but I decided to be resilient. Um, so that was a yeah. really, really important and defining moment for me. I, I think you, you you touched on some really important points, you know, um, being able to spend time by yourself is really important, um, you know, and not being afraid to explore, you know, like you said, you know, going for yes. coffees, going on, on, on walks, and you mentioned you're quite an adventurous person. And I think when you move to a new place, it's really important to do that, you know, to be open-minded, to go and check out new things, to go find, you know, how these things work and so on. I think it's really, really critical to be able to do that. And so I think what you've, what you've outlined there is, is, is quite, is quite important. Um, 
we're going to talk about one of your passions and you know you mentioned yes. a number of passions and uh, people you know will be really keen to hear about them and you know we, we're going to touch on one in particular and, and if the listeners want to hear about the rest i'll welcome you back onto the podcast and we can talk about the others um i'll you be know, happy it's, to come back <laughs> a lovely journey um let's talk about sustainability right um and sustainability in action in particular um and i know you're quite active and vocal having been you know connected with you on on, on some of the platforms, you know, you're quite active and vocal about sustainability. Um, and you have, you know, quite a big belief in terms of, you know, the need to drive sustainability in the different fields, the different industries and the different sectors. Um, I'm quite curious in terms of what new technologies or projects, you know, excite you at the moment when you talk, mm -hmm. you know, around sustainability. Brilliant, thank you, Tafa. And and you know, I what I love is the power of technology. It what it enabled us to connect, right? So that's really great yeah. for me. Is the fact that we got to touch base. Um, yeah. In terms of what excites me, so you know, there is sort of my base foundation in sustainability. But I spoke to you about being a change agent, and what I meant by that is understanding what role you can play, um, and that then led me into technology, innovation, and being excited about fourth industrial revolution technologies. Um, yeah. One of those top of mind that I can speak about now is hydrogen energy, right? Yeah. So hydrogen energy and hydrogen fuel cell electric vehicles is my current focus um, and what I'm looking into. And it's quite a progressive area. Uh, I do love to find myself, and this is the adventurous side of me, I love to find myself in new challenging areas that people don't know a lot about. Um, yeah. And that I get to champion and educate both myself and, and other people. And when it comes to hydrogen energy, you know, one of the key things there is that climate change is one of the most defining um, areas of our time right now. And it's really, really exciting to play part of being, a, you know, addressing that, addressing the challenge, reducing our carbon footprint. One of the ways that we're looking to do that in the organization I work for is investing in the future of hydrogen energy. Hydrogen is one of the most abundant elements in the universe. Um, and when combined with something called a fuel cell, it's a source of sustainable energy, right? So for me, I see hydrogen as the fuel of the future. And yeah. that's probably one example. A, an example that I also love, and this is coming from just my, my track record in, in sustainability and in technology, is yeah. blockchain, artificial intelligence, and the Internet of Things. Now, that's also a few hot topics that are now being progressed, um, which I love to see. But in particular, I love to see that in relation to traceability and traceability of minerals and metals. Yeah. Um, so prior to my current role, I had a great opportunity to be um, in an organization leading on a traceability platform that looked at tracing diamonds from the mine all the way to the end consumer to ensure ethical and sustainable sourcing. Now, you can apply that to other minerals and metals as well. Um, we're seeing a lot of traceability when it comes to plastics, all sorts yeah. of different materials. Um, and this is what really excites me. It's things that are new, but also serve a passion and a purpose, Tafa. Absolutely. I mean, you mentioned two really, really exciting technologies. I think, you know, if, not if, but rather when, uh, you know, hydrogen really takes off, I think it will 
radicalize and change the way we operate in life, you know, and as well as our, our everyday operative um, in terms of what we do, both in industry as well as personal. You know, and I think what a lot of people don't realize is you know, that it's coming, right? And, you know, these technologies are going to form a part of what we do on a day-to-day -day life, you know, and really, um, if we look at examples, there's so many examples, you know, what we're doing right now is an example. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. 20 years ago, this never would have been possible and people would have thought, yeah. well, no, no ways, it can never happen. But actually it's happening, it's right? Happening. We can That's connect it. halfway across the world and, and be able to do that. And so technology is ever changing and, and you're quite right. It's a, it's a big part of, 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 of driving change um, and, and making sure that we build a more sustainable world. If we talk to the young people, um, and you and I are young people, right? Like, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're still there. We're still there. We're still young Although the Gen Zs may disagree, but we're still young yeah, I'm, I'm holding on to that. I'm still part of the youth. <laughs> I'm still part of the youth as well. So let's talk about us as young people, right? Yes. Um, what, what role do we have to play, you know, in building a sustainable future? And I want to contextualize this question by saying that, you know, and, and and by saying, you know, how do I practically get involved, you know, in mm -hmm. within this? Um, if I'm, for example, a student in university or mm -hmm. if I'm, for example, working in a company, you know, that has nothing to do with mining and metals, you know, how do I get mm -hmm. involved in sustainability? And particularly when I'm young, when I feel like maybe I don't have as much influence, you know, because yeah. I haven't been working or I haven't started working, you know, mm -hmm. and I've I'm just young and I don't know anything. I'm still busy learning. But how do I practically get involved as a young person? Thank you, Tafa. I, I love that question because one of the things that allows me to share is that none of this came easy. I didn't suddenly just find myself in, in this uh, career or in this organization. And yep. when I was still studying, I decided in order to get practical experience in environmental sustainability, I started yeah. to volunteer and I volunteered a lot, right? I think one of the things is we're so quick to think we need to hustle and make money and work immediately. And we discount the value of being a volunteer and being in a particular network. Um, yeah. So when I was studying, I, I worked for the research organization Greenpeace. I literally knocked on their door and said, look, I'm not asking for anything. I just want exposure. Um, you know, just to, to understand what it is you do. And I'm not asking to be paid. If you're going to pay me, great. But that wasn't what, what I was after. And I, I spent time with them looking at the development of Africa um, in Greenpeace. I also worked for something called the Melville Copies in Johannesburg. They're a big nature reserve in the, in the center of, of Johannesburg. And again, I said to them, I met, I remember meeting the couple that runs the nature reserve. And I said, look, I'm really looking to, to help you out. What do you need, need from me? And, you know, I was about 1920. I was out every, every Friday morning at 6 a.m. weeding the nature reserve, right? It sounds like a very thankless and uh, pointless task, but it's not because I learned so much. I worked with yeah. the other volunteers. I would listen to them. I would, I would really try to build what, what it is that I wanted to do. I then also yeah. spent time as a sustainability educator. 
um, at a centre called Delta Environmental Centre, also in Johannesburg. And there I spent time teaching young people about sustainability because that meant I was also continuously learning. I needed to know what I'm teaching them about, right? So those yeah. are a few practical ways as somebody who's a student, um, still trying to understand what, what they can and can't do. I dabbled in so many things at the same time. You know, we have the time to do this. I think yeah. as somebody who is already in an organization, right? There, it's not too late to align yourself with a STEM career um, and yeah. really going close to the strategy of the organization. Because right now, if the organization you're with is not involved in sustainability, then that organization is not sustainable itself, um, as in it's, it's a, not going to survive. No. Uh, because that is top of, of the agenda right now. Then just a few other things, Tuffer, that, that I really wanted to share was getting involved in networking events and conferences with like-minded people. Um, yeah. I can tell you right now, the, that's where I've met mentors. That's where I've been able to expand my conversations and understand what other people do. I yeah. have quite a few mentors in the sustainability field, so I would encourage reaching out uh, to myself or others that I know. I've not had a single role model um, that hasn't then led me to my next career move. So, you know, it's a there's a bigger picture. You go out there, you network, you find yourself the correct role model, and you also find yourself in the right career path. Um, so yeah. for me today, I have friends that are a range of conservationists, engineers, ecologists, environmentalists, um, who are now dear friends in my network. Um, and that was me putting putting myself out there. So I would say that's my big advice for the young people and the people in my generation. Yeah, that, that's great. Yeah, I mean, get involved, you know, pull the weeds, uh, you know, it. really get your hands dirty and then put yourself out there. I love that. That's just really, you know, sound and, and, and really practical advice. And I think anybody listening to this, you know, really has a clear direction on, on what to do. And, and how to actually be a part of the change um, and be a part of the solution as well going forward. Michelle, I'm going to ask you one question that I always ask at the end of, of the episode, which is, you know, in a short nutshell, how do you make an impact in your world? Oof, I love that. Do you know what, Tafa? I think one of the big ways I make an impact is by using my voice. Um, too many times women have been taught to remain small and silent um, and not step forward. And I think I've tried my best to role model using my voice um, for the greater good. I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Michelle, I want to thank you so much for coming on to the Impact Code podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure uh, to have you on the show uh, as part of our episode 45 on the journey uh, of the Impact Code uh, to educate and inspire uh, young people to make a difference in their world and to change the world for the better. So I want to thank you so much. I hope that you've enjoyed it. I definitely have, Tafa. I do hope that you invite me back. I loved speaking to you and let's please stay connected. Absolutely. No, we definitely will. And uh, to you, the listener, thank you so much. Um, and the watcher and the viewer, thank you so much uh, for joining us on the Impact of Podcast. We trust that you have been impacted, no doubt, uh, by the wise words uh, from Michelle, as well as the lessons that she shared, as well as the advice, really practical, you know, actionable advice that you can start today 
and I hope that you do start today, just like you know, um, as as you should after listening to that. So thank you very much, and from Michelle and myself, we say thank you and goodbye. Thank you.